0: Hey, this is Joel Bosch with Bosch Homes, and you're listening to The Builder Sessions.
1: Welcome to The Builder Sessions, a podcast where we chat with your favorite builders. We get to know them, their stories, and hopefully inspire you to get off the couch and build something cool. I'm Hoff
2: and I'm Rosie and this is the third episode of our local series where we interview builders from across southern Alberta, Canada. We wanted to highlight some of our local talent to show you that anyone from anywhere can get into it and build something cool.
1: On this episode we have a great conversation with Joel Bosch from Bosch Homes. We talk about finding your own way in the industry, net zero building, and he offers some great advice for people starting out.
2: So sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Joel. Joel, thanks for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me.
2: So for those of our listeners who who don't know you and like a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your background. So just tell us a bit about yourself, what you're doing now and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Joel Bosch. Um, I was born and raised here in Medicine Hat and I am a husband, a father of four. We have... Uh, three boys and a girl under the age of 10. So, that keeps us busy. It's busy, um, but there, yeah. yeah. And that and uh we have a home building business here. Um it was family business that my my dad actually started in 1982. And we we took it over about 5 or 6 years ago. And uh yeah, I've kind of been in construction my whole life. Like right out of high school, it was kind of the first thing I did out of high school and been doing it uh, ever since, so. That's cool.
2: So, like, was it just the family? Was it just your dad and, like, him starting the business? Is that kind of, I mean, you live and breathe this. I remember, for those of you who don't know, I kind of grew up with Joel. We, we've been friends since, like, grade four, probably, grade three, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, just from, yeah. knowing knowing you and knowing the, the, the background, was there anything other than this, you know, construction in your blood that inspired you to to pursue it was there anything other than that or or was it just that it was just what we did as a family kind of thing
0: no no um yeah it's actually kind of a funny story I've told people a few times but uh like I remember growing up like yeah my dad working and you know the odd time being on job sites um really more so like in junior high and high school I think I remember some summers I go and work with him and by work I mean he'd have me sweep floors and shovel gravel or something like that but uh, um, yeah the funny thing is I I didn't like it you know it was people would ask me like are you going to be a carpenter or, you know build homes like your dad and it, it was like hell no like it was yeah. the last thing I thought I'd end up doing right um, so I don't know if it was just you know that thing of you know sometimes working for for your dad or your parents, it's kind of like there's, you know, you, you butt heads a little bit, but yeah. um, Yeah. No, it wasn't something I thought I was going to do. I was honestly pretty close to like getting into like uh, physiotherapy and stuff when I was, I was thinking about that when I was um, graduating high school, but no, I took a, I took a summer job at a high school and my dad actually got for me working for someone else in town here. And I just, I fell in love with it. Like the first summer at of high school, I, I started on a framing crew, uh, working outside, working with my hands, you know, building stuff. And it was just like, this is awesome. You know, like I just fell in love with it. And I know my dad always told me like, or he could see the natural ability, like, you know, in carpentry and, you know, uh, working with your hands. Like he always told me I had that natural ability, but I was didn't really pay any attention to it or notice it until you know, that summer when I was working. And uh yeah, I think it helps. I had, I think I got lucky. I, I worked with a, a couple of guys that were just a lot of fun. You know, they made it fun. They were great teachers. They taught me a lot. Um And I just kind of took it and ran with it. And yeah, and I'm so glad I took that as a summer job. It was just going to be a summer job. I was thinking I'm going to go work outside and get a tan, Yeah, you know, and <laughs> and then go find something else to do. But I, I I got hooked. That's awesome.
1: Crazy how quickly sometimes that you get that little glimpse of, um, I want to try something. I'm not really, no, like I'm maybe interested in it. Like you said, I want to be outside. And then all of a sudden you start building. And I think there's a lot of people, once you start building with your hands and making stuff and seeing that after a day's work or even a couple hours, there's a product, um, whether it's you know a set of stairs or a wall going up, there's something to be said about that gratification of, I just made that. And it could be a couple hours, it could be a day or spread out over the project. And I think that speaks volumes on, for me too, it makes me excited to be able to stand back and say, oh, look what I did in a short amount of time. And there's that kind of that gratification from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, and we would
0: always do that. Like I remember at the end of the days, like when we we're framing houses at the end of the day, like you'd wrap up tools. And then as you're walking to your truck, you, you walk out onto the street and you turn around, and you look back, right? And you're like, yeah. yeah like we that's what we did today like it, yeah and it feels good and it's it motivates you right to, to keep going and wanting to learn yeah
2: was it uh because yeah I'm sure just just knowing the type of guy your dad is he probably was like oh wow like good job you know like just see, seeing these things in you like you mentioned but was it as soon as someone else outside your home said it then you're like Oh, maybe there's something to this or it was just like oh that's just my dad he's just talking whatever
0: yeah I think maybe I think I don't know if that's yeah. normal but it's like okay oh, you know, I think my it's dad, totally normal my, my parents are very encouraging right mm-hmm. like and I you know sometimes I think you maybe wonder like are they just telling me this just to be nice you know just because they're my parents maybe that's part of it right but then to get that that feedback from other people and then to see it like yeah actually I'm good at this you know and yeah it, and then then you okay, now I really do believe what he was telling me. It wasn't just, you know. Yeah, it was just, oh,
2: that's such a great, what is it? What's what's that project you made? Is that a basketball? No, it's it's a picture of you, Dad. You know, <laughs>
1: it's like. Let's be honest. We all have those projects from shop class in high school and yeah. your parents are like, uh, what, what was this? And you're so proud of it. Yeah, or They're even like... <laughs> kids bring it home from daycare.
2: Oh, that's so
1: cool. What is it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> we don't know. But yeah. So after that summer job, then did you go? uh, What happened after that? Kind of once you that sparked your interest, did you start your apprenticeship, or how did that kind of play out?
0: Yeah, so I think I did. Yeah, I started my apprenticeship pretty quickly. Like I don't know if it was that next fall, Um, but yeah, I started apprenticing right away. Um, I took my first two years at the college here in Medicine Hat, and then my third and fourth year, I finished up in Edmonton at Nate. Um, I lived up there for about. Two years and and worked up there as well. So um, yeah, then I finished my apprenticeship up in Nate and then moved back to Medicine Hat. And it was around two thousand six or two thousand seven, and that's when I joined in the family business with my dad. And uh, he was he was excited to to have me um, have me back in Medicine Hat and in the family business. So yeah, that's cool. So then, okay, so you
2: you're helping out. You t- kind of take over. And, um, now there's like this whole new, it's, I feel like you've totally, I don't want to use that term rebranded, but you're, you're innovating and you're getting into this, you know, net zero space and you're doing a lot of cool things, um, that maybe not a lot of people are. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Um, so first of all, for those people like myself who have no clue, I kind of have an idea of what net zero is mind explaining that and kind of how you got into that as far as building goes.
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, net zero is, um, a home that produces as much energy as it consumes over the course of a year. Um, and so I feel like I was probably even kind of late to the party on that. Like I remember, um, it was in a meeting with a few other, um, industry kind of leaders and people in our community and when i first heard about it i just heard about the idea oh yeah like you know building a house that can produce as much energy as it consumes and it just like you know my ears just perked up and it's just like what is this like i want to learn more about this like this sounds awesome um so and i think that's kind of always been the way my my brain works like i always you know even when we were just framing and building like Uh, And I think, I don't even know if I can take credit for that. I think that was something that, you know, people I worked with taught me a part of that was just always, we're always looking for a better way to do things, right? Like even if we built the exact same house, like three or four times, every time we were trying to make it a little better, right? Or find better ways to, ways to improve on it. Um, So yeah, when I heard about it, um, it just kind of intrigued me and excited me. So I found a, they were doing like a three-day course i think it was up in edmonton um to kind of specialize in this or just to, to learn more about it so i signed up and i went up there and after the three days um i was even more excited we uh we learned yeah they had like two days i think in the classroom just kind of teaching all about like you know the how it actually works like you know what does it take to get to net zero all the things you have to do and then the third day was a walk through some job sites of a few builders up there that were doing it um so yeah i just remember like at first it, it kind of sounded like and really intimidating and um like almost impossible right like and that's what i wanted to, to learn more about because i'm like there's no way you can you know build a house that produces as much energy as it consumes. And then, you know, once I really started learning more about it, I'm like, no, this is absolutely possible, you know? And especially, I mean, down in Southern Alberta, like we get a ton of sun and it's like, um, yeah, this is doable. And then that's kind of when I just started, like over the course of a couple of years, sort of started playing with plans and ideas and um, reaching out to people that had done it before. learning just more about a few different building systems that are kind of unique um to make it happen and uh yeah we just kind of really started diving into the the what do you call it just the the guts of it and what makes yeah. it work so yeah so we uh i guess that was 2019 that we built this house here in medicine hat um that produces as much energy as it consumes um, Kind of the some of the details about it is so first of all like this home the energy amount of energy it needs it for heating and cooling is reduced by about i think 65 percent so the kind of the first step was really like insulating the home um, extremely well um, and then once you once you've done that you can um, you can use different heating and cooling systems to you know, heat and cool the home because you don't you need, don't need nearly as much energy to heat and cool it. So, oh, that's interesting. Um,
2: that's so cool. Yeah, it's like building a foundation like, so that you don't have to like buy a workhorse to, yeah, to like make up for the inefficiency of of like the crappy insulation. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is geothermal tied to net zero at all, or is that?
0: um yeah i think you can use geothermal um, i've seen a few projects where that's what they've done um, i think it is i think there's pros and cons um definitely in the in city limits when your space is limited i think it's a little more difficult i've seen it done on a few bigger projects um, our our system is mostly designed around air source heat pumps okay. so our heating and cooling um, is and even our hot water is, is done with an air source heat pump. And there's lots of hybrid units, right? Like electric and an air source. Um, and then also we have a 9.86 kilowatt, uh, solar array on our roof. So nice.
1: Did that take yeah. quite a while to get to that? Like from your initial, I'm going to go and take these classes and, or little conference about net zero. Um, like it doesn't just happen overnight. Was there quite a how long did it take to kind of develop this and collaborate and chat and kind of get educated about it to now we're actually going to be able to incorporate this into our house plans?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. And like I said, I think it took, I think it was a couple of years after that. Um, I think I was convinced. Um, I feel like a lot of it was convincing people, some people around me, like, like this is what we're going to do, you know? um
2: get everybody on board so did you have to build like a spec home because you're like because you're obviously sounding like you're comfortable with taking that risk um where the first home that you built was it like a like a build with bosch like spec home or was it a a customer's home or was it was it yours you know what i mean
0: well it was a spec home yeah like we had it in the creative homes here oh okay um, cool 2019 that was the net zero home we did um yeah, and that's the only one we've done was just yeah. that one um and yeah and we live in it now like we built it as a spec and as our show home um and then i mean it was kind of it was for sale if anyone you know for the right price but then we also we felt it was important to live in it right because to really understand how these homes work you you need to live in it and you need to you know, go through the you know the winters and the summers and see how it performs um, cause then, you know, if you're going to build another one, there's always going to be, like I said, always kind of tweaking things and making them better. Um, so it's been cool to kind of be in here and, and, um, kind of watch how it performs and, you know, each year and, and kind of see what I would do differently next time. And, and, but overall it's, yeah, it's performed really well. And, um, there wasn't, there isn't too much I would
1: change. Probably good for potential customers too, to have, yeah. you have a, some backup knowledge of how it is living in a home. Cause it's one thing to say, oh, I'm going to, we build net zero, but for you to actually live in it. And like you were saying, just engulfed with it, right? You know, okay, we might change this or your heating and cooling is reduced by 60%. And like having that data for customers would be, if I was a customer, I would almost prefer that to be able to have a builder say, well, I actually live in one and these are instances that are come on over, like yeah. kind of show them and have that knowledge of what net zero can do and how it kind of saves money and there might be a bigger cost to build it, but in the long run kind of having that self-sufficient, um, home in there. Yeah.
0: And for the most part, like it's, you know, and one of the things I, I wanted to demonstrate too, is like, it's, it's just like a regular home, you know, like there's not much different, even like the way it looks It you know, it looks like a normal home, like it's most things about it. Like you wouldn't really even know the difference. Um. Also, that being said, I, I do think that, you know, living in these more energy efficient homes, airtight homes, like there is a level of, of knowledge and education that does come along with it, right? Like you said, you, there's a few things you you kind of do need to know and monitor and and just be aware of how, like the fresh air, you know, coming into your home, how that works, um, things like that, right? Like, so it's it's pretty hands off. Like, it's not like there's a bunch of work and things you have to do to, to keep it sustainable, but also it's, it's important to know kind of the basics of, of how things work and, you know, how to, how to live in it. Exactly.
2: I, I just, I could just imagine you in like a, in a potential, like in, I don't want to say a sales meeting, but like with a potential customer and just being like, here's my power bills, (laughs) you know, like this is firsthand experience here's my power bills. My claims are true. This is what I spent last year. And this is what I spent in my previous home. You know, that type of thing. That'd be, that'd be such a, you did it smart. That's really cool to see. I like Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it, and it is cool, especially like, you know, it seems like, yeah, it's getting more and more expensive just to heat and cool our homes and, you know, electricity and price, electricity, natural gas. And it's, it's trending that way that it's, seeming more and more valuable you know um but i do think it's funny I've, I've joked a few people about it it's like we built this net zero home that's like extremely airtight and you know like doesn't take much to heat and cool it and then we have four kids that live in here that leave the doors open all the time and, <laughs> you know it's like minus 30 outside and the front door is wide open and i'm like seems kind of silly that's not working
1: but... now <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe i won't
2: show you my heating bills yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So but that, that's another thing, too, because I think when they like um, when they model these homes like and to model a home for, for net zero, I think they kind of take an average or they base them off. Like, I think it's consider or assuming that three people live in the home, right? Like a family of three. That's kind of how they model them. Um, so for us, there's six of us living in here. Right. You know, and it's still performed pretty well. I think we didn't technically reach net zero like i think in 2021 um our total usage of the over the from january 1st to january 1st was i think it was one gigajoule of energy so like 275 kilowatt hours is what our house actually used over the whole year so we were like not quite zero pretty darn impressive there's there's six of us living in here like our washer and dryer probably run yeah. five times more than the average family, right? So wow, I was I was cool. actually quite impressed at how well it performed given the, our usage of the home anyway.
2: That's sweet. And it's only going to go up as, you know, devi- they get older and they have devices and, you know,
1: like that's a, that's a lot it's of almost usage. Almost a true testament to the net zero having a big larger family with, like you're saying, doors left open yeah, and, yeah. you know, different things going on, washer, dryer, <laughs> probably showers, tubs going longer. And now you're like, that's pretty minimal. Everyone goes up to school. Energy consumption everyone
2: goes off to school and every light in the house is on or is that just yeah. is that just my house I don't know maybe it's just mine
0: <laughs> yeah and, and I'm and I'm guilty of it too like, oh, like I yeah. think the first year we lived in it we were pretty very conscious of you know like um you know not having long showers and you know trying to you know run things during the day when the sun's up and but I don't know now like I'll I'll take long showers, you know, we kind of have kind of dropped the ball a little bit. But I mean, that's just that's how you live, right? That's life, it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be able to to work with a, you know, normal lifestyle. It's not like you, you have to tiptoe around or only, yeah, only have showers and, you know, run appliances during the day and you're not allowed to do anything at night. It's like, that's yeah, not how have a, tub, have a tub
2: full of water like back in the <laughs> back in the way back in the day where everyone had to just share the tub of water skim it out before yeah, the yeah just next skim it Sunday. out yeah yeah sponge <laughs> yeah. baths um, so all that being said Joel I, in your in your p- position in the industry where you're at where do you see the industry being uh, or like is it kind of slow to take off this net zero uh, concept concept but the net zero way of building a home um, has that been kind of slow to take off or are people still kind of skeptical or is it kind of blowing up like where where do you see it going
0: um, I think it's 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 pretty slow I think it really depends like I I had a lot of people that were just um like in love with the idea you know when we had our show home we had a lot of people come through and it was probably 50 50 like lots of people absolutely loved it you know want to learn more about it and then lots I feel like the other half didn't really didn't really care you know so um And, and also we did have lots of people that really liked the idea, but then, you know, when they see the cost to do, you know, the upgrades, you know, to add insulation and to, you know, upgrade your windows and put solar, um, the price tag was, was still a little high and, you know, it wasn't, they didn't see enough value in it to really pursue it. Um, and I mean, that's kind of industry on a whole, right. You know, it's costs are just getting higher and higher, um, every year. Um, so it's, I think people do see value in it, but you know, it's it's expensive to build these days. You know, and to build a new home, it's it's not cheap. So, um, I think it, I think it's getting there. Um, I know I don't know if it's if it's now that they want um, like net zero by 2050, like every home to be net zero by 2050. I I could be wrong on that. I think it originally was like a 2030 goal that the industry had, but that was a little aggressive. Um, but yeah i think it's it's going in that direction um but how long it's going to take i don't know but i think you know even with like solar systems and solar panels and stuff like it's getting more cost effective to do these things right every year it's getting a little more cost effective so it'll get there um i'm not good at predicting things every time i i think i know what's coming next i'm you know i'm usually wrong so
1: uh,
0: i've learned that for
1: sure So with net zero, um, in the long run, those obviously the the savings and stuff is the long run. So maybe customers maybe don't necessarily, they just see the price point now of, oh, wow, that's expensive. But then they don't see the future savings or the potential. Um, Is there a big increase to do to build a proper net zero home based off of just a regular non-net zero home, I guess?
0: Yeah, I think our house, it was about, make sure I got this right. Um, I think it was about like 10%, maybe not quite, was like the added cost mm-hmm. um, to get to net zero. And we, we did have access to some rebates, like um, both through like local and provincially. Um, so I think it was probably down to like six, six and a half percent after those rebates. So yeah, that definitely helps. Um, but but I think a big part of that is like our generation and I'm guilty of it too is it's like you know we we don't live in homes that long you know like you think of our parents that like you know they live in a house and they live there like their whole lives have been there like 40 years so it's like you know putting an investment in a house in a Property that you're going to be your whole life, like you can see the value in it, right? Because you know it's going to pay itself off over the long term. Um, But I feel like it's just kind of a result of our generation. I feel like we buy a house and we kind of like, well, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to sell it in three years. So, like, I'm not going to see the value out of that solar system or that, you know, those energy efficiencies. So it's like, why bother, you know? But if you're, if you see it as like a long term investment, then absolutely it's worth it. So, um, I, I think it just kind of depends
1: on. Even as a selling feature too, I think that would be like, if I was looking at a couple of different homes, um, my mom has geothermal, uh, here in Lethbridge and looking at her utilities, it's like, holy cow. Now smaller lots, like you were saying, it might not be as beneficial, but if I'm looking at a couple different houses and there's one that's net zero, I'm probably going to jump on that one as a buyer, just with the, you know, yeah. the, the, the future savings and just having that platform, um, with that being said, can you retrofit, Um, older homes into net zero or is it a little bit trickier because of the structural part and mechanical?
0: Yeah. I think it's trickier because it's a big element of that is yeah. Like the building envelope, like, you know, how sealed up the home is um, and that's definitely an obstacle in, in some older houses. Um, I think that is a very important direction that the industry needs to go um, because we can't just be focusing on, you know, making new homes, perfect and energy efficient and then we have like you know millions of homes on the market that are you know old and leaky and you know hogging up energy and we're not worried about those it's like no we need to find ways to make them more energy efficient and maybe maybe net zero maybe not maybe we just need to improve them right make them more energy efficient so um, I think that is a big focus it's just yeah it's not simple there's no s- simple solution to it right I think every home is is unique and different then there's going to be different challenges to upgrading some older homes for sure that might
2: be like a legislative piece like if you're talking about you know getting net zero by a certain date does that just include all new homes or should there be incentives for current homeowners to to dive into that like rebates or or some sort of legislation you know like i don't know just to kind of motivate people, right? I mean, it, it would be a big... If they're in their forever homes, I, I hate that term, but it's common. If you're in your forever home um, and it's, it was built in 1970, you think, you well, you might want to invest a little bit in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, sorry, but that, you know... That light coming from the bottom of your door, <laughs> that's not a feature. That's actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's why your furnace is running all day in the winter, you know? Like, I don't know. Just a yeah, thought. and all those,
0: all, all those cold floors that you walk on every day. and
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Just wakes yeah. me up. Well, little I little. even know our, our last house that we lived in was an older house, too. And yeah, that was one thing that always drove me crazy was like, the, yeah, the f- freezing cold floors. And even one thing that I always forget about is like bugs. Like we had an older house that always like ants getting in, and you know, see like spiders. And that's one thing in this house. It's like no, no, there's nowhere, there's nowhere for them to get in. Just Fort Knox over there.
1: Yeah, In eh? well, the older homes, there's the two inch crack in the basement foundation, and there's oh yeah, rodents, rats are like, <laughs> just, yeah, oh, everything's yeah. coveted. It's a petting zoo. It's a petting zoo.
2: Hey, <laughs> eh? so Joel, um now is there anything like where do you where do you see the (laughs) interview the interview wow where do you see the industry right now like how is the industry post-covid is everything kind of like we we talked about how everything's it's expensive to build and because of that are you are you pivoting are you is there anything that you'd like to dabble in next like kind of similar to net zero or is there, there any new technologies you'd like to learn more about or to get into to kind of diversify what you guys can do to kind of make up for the the downturn in the economy and you know, the, the, the costs of building right now.
0: Um, nothing like completely different or nothing really new. Um, I think I still like, um, you know, focusing on energy efficiency. Um, I think my mindset over the last few years has shifted more just the um like i like the idea of you know small efficient homes you know it's like and not having that wasted space you know and really i just find let's see a lot of value in you know like we have a family of six but it's like we don't need a you know a massive house to live in so um that's just something that i I i think is you know inevitable that like you know we need to be need to design homes that are more efficient and just you know just without any wasted space and you know I, I just think that's important um, so I mean that's kind of just where my mind's at I, I like the idea of of focusing on that and designing energy efficient homes and, um, and kind of just see where that goes I mean I don't think everyone shares that same view as I do and you know I see a lot of people that you know build homes that are you know, have 10 bedrooms and there's only two of them that live in the home. But I mean, that's that's fine, too. But, you know, that's not kind of really where my mindset's at.
2: I think that's really respectable, if I'm honest, because like we're we're building out and we're going to run out of space. Well, like, I mean, that's I don't mean to be like the sky is falling, but I'm just saying like some of that, like you said, wasted space isn't necessarily um, necessary. And I, I think that's really, really commendable that that's uh, and you're modeling that in in how you're living too. It's really, it's really cool. Efficient, efficient use of space and energy. It's pretty neat. So, you know, kudos to you, man. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, thanks. And yeah, and I I, mean, I have noticed that even like, um, you know, parallels in my life where it's like, yeah, just that need even personally for like more sustainable you know a more sustainable life right it's like everywhere in my life it's like you know not just like in my home like where else in my life am i wasting energy you know and yeah. you know have things that i don't need so it's like and i mean maybe that's a product of just you know being a parent and having kids you kind of like reprioritize your your day and your life right and um, focus on the important things and and cut out the the wasted energy and wasted yeah. Wasted time and energy. So I think it's just kind of a product of maybe getting a little bit older. We're getting older, Lance. So older uh, and wiser. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's
0: go with that, eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wiser. Have you, uh, with uh, with uh, the industry in the last couple of years, is it kind of on the rebound of picking up again or is it kind of, I mean, I guess in Lethbridge here, it didn't seem to really slow down. House prices went through the roof, but yeah. Um, where you're from, is the industry still stable? Is it like, what's it doing right now?
0: Yeah, it's still, it's still pretty busy. Um, I mean, we have, it kind of comes and goes in waves, but I mean, it's, yeah, for the most part it's busy, you know, and, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of thought, you know, when, when COVID came around, you know, I'm like, oh man, it's going to die, you know, and things are going to just slow right down. And maybe I'm sure lots of people did. Right. Um, but it's, it's only picked up and it's, you know, gotten busier and busier. And, um, yeah, it's hard to know what's going to happen next, but, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's been busy here too. And I don't know if, like, you know, Left Bridge of Medicine Hat, like smaller towns, if we've been affected less by it. Um, but. I guess because housing is more affordable here and maybe Lethbridge than, you know, some of the bigger, bigger centers. So I think mm-hmm. that that helps us or that plays our advantage still, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been busy. That's good.
2: So I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Um, okay. So if, if money was no object, Hey, what would your, and we'll, we'll keep it within your um, realm of expertise, but if you want to go to like automotive or whatever, that's fine. But, um, when I say the word dream build, what does that mean to you? What would be your dream? Whether that's a, a house with, you know, outfitted with X, Y, and Z money's no object. What would you do? What would you build?
0: Oh, I know. That's hey? a tough
1: one. On the spot.
0: On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that's probably one that's, that's definitely changed for me too. Like you asked me 10 years ago I'd probably be building like a big mansion somewhere and you know I don't know where but um I think it'd probably be like and not I'm not someone that wants to like really like live off the grid either but it would probably be like a cabin in the mountains somewhere right like I said and not like a huge shack but just like you know something out in the mountains where we got a lake by us and we can take the kids out boating and stuff and I'd have my cyber truck parked in the driveway there? Of course, <laughs> of
2: course. Naturally, I'd drive. Yeah,
0: that. but I'd drive. yeah, I don't think anything crazy. But uh, yeah, that's a good question. I'll have to think about that more. But yeah, probably be something up in the mountains because you know our kids like camping and stuff too. So there's, there's lots of things just to get us outdoors and yeah. yeah.
2: What would what yeah. would that cabin have like outfitted? So you'd obviously have solar, you'd get it net zero, I'm sure. But like, what else would you, do you think you'd, you'd add on if, if money was no, you know, would you have like the Tesla pack hanging in the garage or would you, you know?
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tesla power wall. Solar panels. Yeah. Some big, big windows overlooking the lake.
1: Would there be a big shop on the property? Yeah.
0: That's a good idea. I don't even know what it's like to have a shop at my house, but yeah, nice (laughs) shop. I can play (laughs) it. Yeah, and see, I'm not a a mechanics guy for sure either, so I can't even say I'd have a shop where I'd I'd rebuild vehicles or anything because that would be the last thing I'd...
2: Well, you'd have a wood shop though, right? Right. Be like Nick Offerman and build canoes on your spare time or something.
0: Take them (laughs) down to the lake.
2: Yeah, (laughs) hey, we're just writing this story for you.
0: absolutely yeah absolutely.
2: Have, have, have a windmill out there hey have some sort of pump you know you have a chicken coop some sustainable you're, then you're just going into like crazy off the grid living where you're, you're like a hobbit <laughs> house into the side of the of a hill where the where the dirt keeps it cool i I watch these stupid videos all the time of these guys going it's off kind the grid of intriguing though I, van life and all that kind yeah. of it's really interesting that's why i thought i'd ask yeah
0: yeah, and I know lots of people have asked me that, too, like, um, about, like, whether if even if our house is, like, off the grid or they want to build a net your house to be off the grid. And I mean, you can do that. I mean, if you have, like, like you said, if you have battery storage and stuff, but um, I think there's a lot of value to being on the grid, too. You know, we the sun's not shining all the time. So we I, I'm, I'm good with the grid. I'm good with being, you know, on the grid. because it, it does yeah. come in handy.
2: Can yeah. you like is there an opportunity to put money back into the grid? Like does that happen too? Like producing more than you're using? I guess that would be not net zero, yeah. it'd be net plus? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, we are, but like we're yeah, during the day, lots of times if we're not home, like we're sending power back to the grid, right?
2: And do you get paid for that? Or oh you, yeah, oh that's sweet.
0: Yeah. And then at night, if we're running stuff, then we're we're using from the grid. So it's kind of a,
1: a balance a give
0: take. We don't th- the, the fact is that we don't, when we sell it back, we don't, you know, we're selling it back at a bit of a discount, right? So that's the, that's the downside, but uh, it still, still works out pretty good. That's cool.
1: So, so with the industry and the home building that you're a part of, um, for somebody looking to get started into home building or carpentry, um, what some advice you have for somebody interested in getting into this uh, trade or industry? Um,
0: I think, I mean, kind of from my story is like, you know, just if there's something that interests you even a little bit, like just, you know, get your hands dirty and try it out. Right. Like, you know, for me, like I thought it was the last thing I'd want to do. And then, you know, I just got out there and gave it a try and got my hands dirty and, you know, realized I loved it. So, um, yeah, I think not being afraid to try new things. Right um and the first thing you try might not be you know your bag but um yeah just just get your hands dirty and uh and see where it takes you um, have some fun oh yeah
2: have some fun
0: yeah yeah um and what else um i think according to your strengths um I mean, even, even thinking about how, like, I had people in my life telling me that, you know, I was good at these things or they, they were kind of natural to me. Um, but I didn't, I was unable to really see it. Right. So I think playing to your strengths and also, like, you know, taking, getting feedback from the people around you. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and listening to the people around you. And, and, uh, if, if they tell you that you might be good at something, then, you know, maybe just roll with it and see what happens, you know? So I guess that open mind of just, you know, really um, being open to to different possibilities. I think one lesson I've learned is that it always, it, it never looks, you know, the exact way you think it's gonna look or it never turns out exactly how you think, but uh, usually it usually turns out pretty good. So um, what else advice? I think one thing that's always served me is 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 always being a student, right? And always learning. And I think that's that's something that drives me, um, but it's also served me as well. So I think, yeah, I think what really motivates a lot of people is is the you know the always learning, right? I think sometimes we get stuck in in one thing and. And, you know, maybe we become disinterested with it because, you know, we're not, we're not taking it to the next level and we're not, you know, continuing to learn. So, um, that's something that's always worked for me. So that would be some of my advice anyway.
1: That's awesome. I think, yeah, like I think there's, you get stagnant if you, you know, you think there's nothing else out there and you're just set in your ways and, um, kind of lifelong learner approach. We're always kind of learning new skill sets or theories or uh, like net zero homes, right? There's probably courses, different trainings, always kind of staying on top. And constantly, I think that fuels um, a lot of people. And um, I think that's a great, great advice for our listeners. Um, yeah. And I think, I think like our
0: industry changes, is changing so much. And I don't know if that's, you know, in, in every industry, but it's like, it's like, you, you need to, you know, be like, Educating yourself every day because, you know, the world yeah. is changing so quickly. Like if you're not, if you're not staying up to speed and learning new things, like you'll be left in dust in a hurry. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So with that advice, now let's get to the technical side. Um, skill sets. What skill sets are important in framing yeah. and or oh, running a home building business, but more, maybe more the technical side of the actual getting your hands dirty and building
0: skill sets. The the one that always jumps out at me first is problem solving. Mm. Um, So, and I don't know if it's some, well, yeah. And I don't know if that's like, maybe it's a hard one to learn, or, I mean, that's maybe even a message to like parents. So, you know, I try to like be that way with my kids, like to let them solve problems. Because um, it's it's a hard one to measure, right? Like, how do you measure how good of a problem solver you are? Um, but it's it's extremely important, you know? And, you know, because there's so many obstacles you face in, in like probably any industry that you need to have that ability to figure it out and problem solve it on the fly, right? And, and not even, not always on your own. And I feel like I've learned that, like, I... I there's some things i can't figure out like i and building is net zero home was was that exactly as well like you can't be an expert at everything so you know some of the problem solving is finding people that are experts in this area you know finding those resources that that can help you solve this problem um and i don't i think it's i think it's common that we like to you know we like to find all the answers ourselves you know i don't need any help i can figure this out on my own but it's like
2: yeah big ego hey
0: big ego right you gotta yeah leave your ego at the door some days yeah i think yeah
2: that's important anything else any other skill sets skill sets um even like basics how to run something how to read a tape measure how to read a
1: tape measure that's kind of that's come up a few times yeah
0: Yeah, I guess that's yeah. If you want to take it down from basics, yeah, definitely. Yeah, learning how to read a tape measures is is, uh, is a pretty big one. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like learning how to read plans too and stuff, right? Like I've noticed that's something I've always been pretty natural at, and I don't know if it's just being around it growing up, but like you know, learning how to like read instructions and plans, and you know, that's even. You know, with our kids that it starts at like, you know, helping them build Lego and stuff, right? Mm. It's like, yeah. you know, these are this this is the step-by-step instructions of how to, to build this. It might seem really intimidating when you look at the picture, but when you break it down into small steps, like it's, it's, you know, it's doable. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a skill in itself as well. Cool. well
1: and house plans are a whole nother, like quite intricate, right? You've got your foundation plan, your site plan. There's so many. I, when I was in school doing like a plan for a coffee table or something. It's quite basic, but then you get into a house and you've got all your your codes and your mechanical, like there's so many different drawings. And I've looked at a few, even our house plan that we got with the house we bought. It's kind of intimidating if you don't, if you're not around them or fully understand, like, yeah, if you, you don't know how to read those, there's, there's some stuff that can go sideways pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's something that's changed a lot um, over the last few years too. And so that's something that Last year and a half year I've been doing a lot of is drafting and design. So that's kind of been my world lately. Um and yeah, it is it is changing a lot too, right? Like those plans are more and more detailed every day, it feels like, because there's more codes and there's you know more regulations. So it's it's just inevitable.
1: Do you like that design phase compared to like building, working with a customer, the design phase? Is there one that stands out or do you like the whole process of a build?
0: i i like it all but the design part of it has always been probably one of my favorites so yeah i do like creating and designing um i do remember when we were building houses like that was probably my favorite favorite part of it was you know sitting down with the customers and designing the home and um you know you know configuring it to kind of fit what they want and you know you can play around with the look and the roof lines and you know it's yeah i've always liked that so are you more of like and,
2: hands-on pencil and paper, old-school drafting table, or are you digital CAD? Like, what, what, what's your, what's your preference? Well,
0: yeah, it's all CAD now, but I've yeah. I've done some hand drawings and stuff as well. I know my dad; that's how he did it. He was old school. I remember always seeing
2: his draft table. I just, I'll never forget that draft table and the big, big square rulers everywhere and pencils. I was like, what is that? Yeah, that's really, that yeah, and, I, and I, I
0: like that too. Like I was pretty artsy growing up. So I always like, you know, drawing out and drafting and, you know, working with pencils. I, I always like that. It's it's not quite as accurate and as efficient anymore though. You know, for yeah. the houses we, we do, it would, it would take forever and changes would take forever as well too, when you're drawing it all by hand. So. Yeah, exactly.
2: So get, get, um, staying into that uh, line of thought as far as tools and working with, you know the practical things. Um, if someone's wanting to start out in construction or uh, in the trade, uh, top three starting out tools. What do you think?
0: Top three starting out tools.
2: What what do they need in their belt, or maybe they just need a belt, and maybe that's one of them. I don't
0: know. Like actual literal tools. Actual
2: literal tools.
0: <laughs> well, you need a good. A good tape measure, you know, not one of the like IKEA tape measures. You want like a good Stanley Fat Max, something like that. Okay,
2: good old Fat Max. Um, I've been called yeah. worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, a good tool, tool pouch goes a long ways. Yeah, and some you know, some steel toe boots and a and a good hammer.
2: A good hammer. Gotta have oh, a hammer. Hey. Hammer. Well, Joel, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your out of your busy day, busy schedule to, to come on the show and share your wisdom, to share your um, experiences. I'm so proud to to say that you know I've known you for a long time and I'm so proud to, uh, to see the person you've become and the way that you think. Um, it's really cool and it's not like cliche and it's not, I don't know, it's just really cool to see and uh, it, it just means a lot that you came on the show. And uh, is there anything that you want to share with our listeners? Anything you want to promote? Any, where can they find you on social media? Where, you know, what's your website? um, How can they get in touch with you to build them a home?
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, thanks for for having me on. I was excited to come on here and chat with you guys. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't really have anything anything to promote, to be honest. Um, I just, my only, only, the only thing I want to promote is just encouraging people to, um, encouraging people to kind of follow, you know. Want speaking of cliche, follow your heart, you know, or just to kind of like follow things that interest them and find ways to, you know, innovate and, you know, make things better for our kids and for our future generations. Like I think it's just, um, it's important to uh, see the big picture and find ways that we can improve upon things and. Um, yeah, but, and if you're if you're just wanting to, to get into the industry, I think it's just, I don't know, I already said this before, but just, you know, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and and, and dive into whatever it is that interests you and, and uh, don't be afraid to try new things. Awesome.
2: And if you want to find out more about Joel and uh, Bosch Homes, head on over to buildwithbosch.ca. Uh, thank you so much, Joel, once again. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having
2: me. Thanks, Hoff. Thanks Rosie. And for all other, uh, for all the links and everything to to Joel and everything that we have going on, just check out the show notes, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening.